Sleeper 2020, a series of conversations with explorers, artists and thinkers in the world of hospitality experience and design. Laufen Bathroom supplies solutions for commercial projects around the world and are passionate about bringing the very highest user satisfaction for clients, particularly for hospitality and ultimately their guests. Laufen inspires beautiful bathroom solutions. Our modus operandi respect the room for space and offers architects and designers two possible approaches. Firstly, complete bathroom products including wash basins, WCs, faucets, bathtubs and furniture. And secondly, through authentic, customised, bespoke products that integrate flawlessly into architectural concept. Hello and welcome to the Sleeper 2020 podcast. I'm Guy Dietrich, editor-at-large of Sleeper magazine. We are picking up where we left off with our real-life events earlier this year to celebrate our 20th anniversary. This is a series of conversations with leading explorers, thinkers and artists in hospitality experience and design. Our aim is to take a long-term view looking at where the worlds of hospitality and travel may be headed over the next two decades. We will look at the themes, trends and topics that will shape the landscape in years to come. And of course, we will now be looking at this through the lens of our new reality and how the coronavirus may alter or accelerate that future. Today, we're speaking with Rob Wagemans, founder and creative director of Concrete Amsterdam from his home in Amsterdam. Hi, Rob. I know that you and your family are well, and so too are the wider Concrete family, which is great news. And I know too that you like to use this line in your collateral. Concrete likes to let the work do the talking. But today, Rob, we want you to do the talking and to share your thoughts on the future of hospitality design. A trained architect, Rob and his partners lead a studio of, of 54 who have produced a wide-ranging body of work that includes residential, retail, identity and cultural projects, but majors on hospitality. Key in the portfolio are the Citizen M Hotels, the affordable luxury hotel product that took prefabricated construction to a desirable level with stackable rooms the size of shipping containers. Currently, there are 19 locations up and running worldwide, but I recall the first time I met you, in Rob, Rob, in 2008. You were lounging on a bed in the very first Citizen M Hotel at Schiphol Airport, and you were sipping a glass of champagne, lying next to Michael Levy, CEO of Citizen M Hotels. It was uh, something to behold, I can tell you. Concrete's range of work is much wider, with a great number of restaurants and bars, including the Supper Club Worldwide and Happy Happy Joy Joy, brands such as W Hotels in London and Verbier, Andaz in Munich, and many more independent hotels. I think of Rumors Hotel, Zoku, another hotel disruptor, Castel del Emporda in uh, Girona, Canal House and Inc Hotel in Amsterdam, amongst others. Recently, I also saw your KLM lounge at Schiphol Airport, and you're also now in on the cruise line scene with Virgin Voyages. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Rob, perhaps you could give our listeners a little taste of what your work is like in, in the broader sense, and then a glimpse of, of what you have in progress, what you're on about uh, onto at the moment. Uh, well, we finalized our work for Virgin Voyages, which was extremely interesting. We, designing a cruise line for the first time in your life is a, is, a, is, is a roller coaster, I can tell you. But I'm very proud of the final product, uh, but I have still not seen it in real life, uh, real time yet. When is that due to launch? It should have already been launched, but due to Corona, the opening and the parties have been postponed. I think the latest news is that they start going on the ocean in October. But this, of course, has to do with all the restrictions and, uh, and our royal agreements. Let's hope that is actually the case. 
That's one of your projects uh, in, in progress at the moment. How would you describe your overall style of your work, if, if, if you like? Well, we like to change the world into a nicer, slightly better place and also a more happier place. We feel that the world has always been full of fear and we don't believe in fear. Well, look at the situation we're in right now. But um, So we, we try to build on the positive notes and try to create concepts which are really needed, which are currently not available in the markets, and, and, and try to make them uh, in, in a way positive and that they, they, they help to not only to disrupt, to disrupt, but to disrupt, to, to change an industry. And, and and hospitality is one of the industries which is actually quite slow in adapting new ways of sleeping, working, living. It's an industry which is not really fast in in seeing new trends in in society. Actually, surprisingly slow. And 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 we like that actually because we use that in our benefit. But I mean, on the other hand, uh, you've been involved in two of the bigger disruptors. Certainly, Citizen M was one of them, big winner at uh, our Ahead Awards uh, some years ago. But also Zoku, there's this idea of um, a hybrid co-living, basically a, a little apartment in a room. So you've really been at the forefront of pushing some of these more fast-moving ideas forward. That's what we like to do, what we try on keeping to do. And that's also what we try to keep also these brands we created um, with these owners vital and alive. So we are in, in a permanent evolution to make sure that we are relevant and we remain relevant for the future. And we don't stop by with having success and thinking that if we copy this and we roll out this all over the world, then we will be successful in the future. We need to stay alert and aware that the society is changing and we as a brand, whatever brand it is, need to adapt to these changes. Now, one of Concrete's mottos is uh, work hard, travel harder. Uh, so I appreciate it's very frustrating at the moment uh, for you uh, and many others. But when was the last time you got on a plane? Where were you going to or coming from? Yeah, so it was, this was early March. I was on a typical concrete trip to this time the US and I was visiting multiple cities and multiple projects in one trip. So I was flying to Washington, then to Austin and back to New York. And I met four of my clients and saw and discussed probably eight of our projects in the US. In this one-week trip, New York should be the highlight of my trip because on Saturday night, the Virgin Voyages would arrive in the harbor of New York and we would have our first introduction of Virgin Voyages in New York. But during my trip, while I was already in the US, they postponed this opening to uh, a later stage. So that was my, <laughs> my, my biggest night in New York was my loneliest night in New York. It arrived in, in Holland and I think three days later, they put our country in lockdown. So I had a lovely trip. I enjoyed Austin very, very much. Of course, I enjoyed New York very much. I was very happy I was able to see all my clients before Corona. Uh, but but this trip becomes almost iconic now because I I even like it more today than uh, than when when I was on my trip. Well, lucky you to have uh, had such a recent trip. Uh, that's for sure, and get a chance to to meet with some of your clients so recently. I had to cancel many trips because I was planning to go to Miami for Virgin. I had to go to uh, Japan for two of our hotels we're currently building in Japan. I had to go back to the U.S. for other projects. And so all these trips have been canceled or postponed. So I, I, I'm home. My, my, my kids are, <laughs> are shocked every day that they see me for breakfast. <laughs> I, I can understand. Yeah, every day is starting to look like the other. Rob, the aim of the podcast uh, is to explore where the industry might be heading over the next two decades. So with this in mind, how do you think travel will look over the next 20 years? So for me, COVID-19 
does not really change the way I have been looking at the future. I, I, I think it could even help to get there faster. Um, I, I, I wish we did not have Corona. Don't get me wrong. We are already working on on ideas that the the future of luxury should be about disconnectivity. Should should not be about high tech. Should not be about just going to cities. We we believe that the future of hospitality and 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 the future of of, of lifestyle um, it will be more about health, about making sure that you do the right thing for yourself, that you that you feed your brains, that you feed your body in a smart way. That doesn't mean that all the partying and all the fun is over, but I think we will be much more conscious about what we do to ourselves. I think we can also monitor much better who we are and what we do. I think people linger much more to honest and true experiences. So we we already believe that the 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 one size fits all type of hospitality does not work anymore. I think it will be a, 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 a it will be a downside if it's a home away from home. You you travel uh, not to be at home and you want to experience something else. I also think that if you wake up in a hotel in the future, you want to know for sure that you are in the in the city you booked or you 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 prefer to go to. Uh, I think many hotels look too much the same. So if you wake up in a certain type of hotel, I don't want to mention a name. Uh, the, the room looks exactly the same as on the other side of the street. So how is it possible that a a bedroom in Shanghai will look the same as it does in New York. So I, th- I, I think the, the hospitality will differentiate in how things look and behave. Certainly a lot of, a lot of topics there that are, are, as you say, current right now, but possibly will accelerate. Yes, yeah, so especially the health aspect. I think if an Apple Watch in the future could dictate if you have an illness that is, uh, be, could become a pandemic, yes or no, would help you to say you can go on traveling, yes or no. So the checking of how of your health condition becomes easier. It will be much easier to start going back to traveling the globe again if needed. Yeah, like a health passport or uh, something like this. Yeah, but if that can be live, let, 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 lively monitored, that would be great. And and the last big aspect we see, um, and I think it was already happening quite a lot, is that we we all want to go back to nature or to space. And not space in the city, but space outside the city. Um, we believe that because of our telephones and our uh, connectivity in the city, our life it becomes extremely hectic. We we wake up with our work on our email in the morning, and we go to bed and double check our work again. So I think you can only live this intensive life and multitask all the time if there is the opposite as well. So I strongly believe that in the future more people will have this intensive globalization and city life uh, being active in their life for, for days, but they, they will linger for moments and, and days that there is disconnectivity. There's nature, there's nobody around you, there's no subway, there's no clock, there is no nothing. It's just you and maybe your family or your friends, and you have to do things together without interruption. And I think that will be a, a, a very, very interesting uh, um, part of hospitality in the future. Yeah, but could still be including luxury, but in a total different way, that if you look out of a window, you don't see anything instead of you, you overlook a big city, that you, 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 you eat in places where you're just with five or with 12 people, and there's a lot of dedication, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience instead of being generic middle of the road. If we look at some of your ideas there, perhaps more specifically design-related, how do you think hotels are going to look in, in the next 20 years? What will be the new paradigm 
for hospitality design over the next two decades. Now, to do this at the risk of being, you know, sort of simplistic, perhaps we could do a quick tour of the hotel and take a look at different aspects of the hotel. New lobby entrance areas, how might they look? They do not exist anymore. I think entrance and reception areas are the worst locations in hotels these days. And I'm still surprised that uh, hotel chains think that uh, reception at welcome and at departure is a is a luxury experience. You you first have to give your credit cards and your passport away. On the moment you check out, you get all these additional taxes. So it's, the arrival and the departure of a hotel traditionally is a horrible experience. And it should be one of the first things that we could eliminate by using smart uses of technical help on tech. And do you think that you don't want to come into a hotel in a new city, for example, and not have some connection with the staff? You just want to arrive into your room, leave your room. No one knows. No one speaks to you. Is that, is that make you feel comfortable? Oh, I look forward to it. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, I think you will. You will, Of course, you want a human connection, not somebody who steals your credit card and your passport. This should be much more a concierge than a receptionist. So it would be great if you arrive and there's a person who tells you, welcome back, uh, Guy. And uh, it was a long time ago that you've stayed in our hotel. And if you need anything and I can advise you this, we bought tickets for this and this and this kind of theater show. If you're interested, let me know. I think that would be really helpful and that they know who you are and they know where you come from. Uh, you could they, they have these data. They could get access to these data and that they can give you a really a tailor-made arrival but currently you're standing in line and then you need to fill in all these forms and this is a copy of a copy of a copy. And this is a, it's, it feels poor, it is poor, it looks poor, and, 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 but, but you're coming and bringing money. And so the, there should be much more hospitality in there. Okay. I mean, I think that's already happening to a large degree with automized check-in through your phone or there could be sort of thumbprint recognition on the door or iris recognition. So this sort of thing is, is certainly happening. How will we use that lobby space now? Well, I believe that hospitality in the future will be, be be linked much more to other factors of a lifestyle. So I could imagine that hotels are much more connected to our office type of environments or retail type of environments, or the, the hotel facilitates a playground for, for adults, a, a, a place where also people from the neighborhood work and mingle. This also already happens quite a lot, but it's I still believe and feel it's very much connected to a hotel, and I think this this will get more loose. Um, I, I enjoyed the Muji Hotel in Japan, the new one, where you actually have to go through the store towards your hotel. I caught myself shopping every day for a few minutes in the Muji because you yeah you sleep on top of it and you have just an escalator between your room and the shop, and there's no barrier, there's nobody that stops you from just walking in there, buying something, and going back up. So I think you're, these you're a terrible terrible materialist, Rob. Uh, yeah, well, Muji stuff is also ec- ecology, uh, ec- <laughs> environmentally <laughs> friendly. Yeah, I like it too. Um, so, I, so I think it's much more connected. So I think you you, you arrive in, 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 in a really context-driven location, which really makes sense for the local community. And from there on, there is an elevator bringing you to the room. So you see, sort of see a blended idea of, of, of uh, hospitality alongside, you know, like say, retail, office spaces. I mean, Soho House are doing this with their rooms, and I'm sure we'll see the other co-working spaces adopting some sort of accommodation element as well. Yes, I think there will be more hybrids. There will be more cities in cities, so small, compact spaces where in concentration, similar things happen what happens in the, in, in the bigger surroundings of the city. 
What about dining, restaurants, F&B, the bar scene? How's that going to look in 20 years' time? Well, a similar type of story. I, I truly believe that that this also becomes part of this hybrid. So, so I could imagine that in hotels, more people will start living and that in the same corridor where your guest room is, there will also be housing facilities and, and, and people do not need a big house anymore. They prefer to, to travel and, and, and live in various places in the world for a while. The same thing with restaurants and bars. I think this also becomes part of a hybrid. Typical hotel restaurants will die because they're too much related to hotel and, and they, they were always designed around breakfast and never around dinner and catering for local customers. So I think a, a restaurant, a, a future hotel will have a group of restaurants and bars around it or inside it, which really catered and tailored for the local people who live around the hotel. And you, have, as a guest, you're lucky. You have also access to them. Yeah. Do you think this is going to work at a small scale for the sort of ma and pa type hotel operation? It's very difficult for them to combine all these elements in one, uh, you know, literally a guest house with rooms only. Is that going to be gone? No, I think they will start working together with the local restaurants and bars in their neighborhoods. I also believe that, uh, that, that the food and beverage industry, industry will change. This is something you already see happening in fashion. I think fashion is a fast reacting industry on society. You will see that that fashion today is mostly or really fast retailing. So this is the stuff that you want today, that you will wear today, and then in a season it's gone. And there are a lot of successful chains around the world who offer you this for a very affordable price. Or you buy something really special, which is very high-end, which you can wear the rest of your life, which has a certain status, which you want to collect money, save money for, and then you want to buy it. And this whole middle segment of okay food in an okay environment disappears. So I, I truly believe that the future of, of restaurants will also be, or you deliver really nice, fast, casual food, healthy, locally sourced, plant-based, or you deliver a truly unique experience, truly fine dining on the next level, or very special food on the next level. And, and everything in the middle, which was average, will disappear. The squeezed middle, which I think we see in a way, currently um, the mid-class hotels are struggling. The margins are, are, are better at the, the, the higher and the lower end. Well, I'm, I'm not sure it's only about margins. I, I, I never believe that we build hotels for shareholders. You build hotels for guests. And I think the guests decide where they want to stay. And I think a guest wants or efficiency in a hotel so that it's that's easy, it's quick. It doesn't steal a lot of money out of your wallet, and then you're in the middle of the city where you want to be. There's a lifestyle around it, which is great. Or you go for a truly special experience, and you go really to a hotel, which up is up to a certain standard, which you can only afford maybe once a year, but you will save money for it, and you make this really this truly unique moment that you will remember for the rest of your life. And everything in the mud middle becomes irrelevant. I like that idea. And I think it's a win-win for both uh, the guest and, and the owner. Let's move on to the guest room. You did some very, very special guest rooms at uh, Citizen M, where I first saw you and with uh, Michael Levy, and also at Zoku. They were sort of small, compact. Uh, do you see this as the future or, or bigger rooms, smaller rooms? Where do you see guest rooms going? I, I think it's a similar story as where I think hotels go in the future and restaurants go in the future. So I think it's both is yes. So I think I think efficient small rooms, if you really go to a city to sleep, then it's all about the bed and the efficiency around the bed in the neighborhood you're in. So I think small rooms will have will have a future. They are clean, they are simple, you, you can build them fast, you can build them affordable, that means you guests pay an affordable price. So I think there is a true future. 
But I also think in large rooms or in rooms that are not a room anymore, but we are, are more, more little houses, uh, we'll have the future as well for special occasions. I can also imagine that hotels will cater more for a need for people who like to live in a city for a few days than to sleep in a building. Um, I think Zoku is a good example. If you, if you stay in Zoku, you, you are a resident of a city because you can do grocery stopping and you have to buy eggs and pepper and bread and you have to bake the egg yourself. And then you feel much more as a local than you feel as a guest. Um, I think that is also a truly unique experience. And I, I, I imagine that will happen in the future also more, that a guest room is not automatically about a bed only. It could be about a bit more. I think there are huge chances in the future also to create hybrids between is this just a lodging building or is this a building where people are also working or even living? I think that will be very interesting. And you can even decide after three nights of sleeping in a, in a hotel, I stay for another year. And you can stay in the same building and you keep, can keep the same lifestyle. You maybe move to a larger room and you have more facilities to have a life there than just a place to stay. Again, it's coming back to this global nomad idea, isn't it? I was a little bit hesitant if I would talk about this because globalization is probably the reason we're now uh, sitting uh, on the top floor of my house already for a few weeks. But 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 globalization brought us also a lot of inspiration and made us more wise people and know much better what's happening around the world. And I still believe that more and more people would like to have a nomadic life and they would they would not stick to one certain city or country for the rest of their life, but they are willing to move one year in another year in another city. And I think that could also happen in a sustainable way. How do you think the whole sort of idea of health and wellness is going to impact on the hospitality environment beyond the spa and what have you, but just in, in general, wellness in, in the hotel? I personally never use wellnesses and spas in hotels. Um, so I, I find it harder to give you an answer on what a wellness should be, but I know for sure that healthiness and being more conscious about what you're doing and what you're eating and what you're drinking will become a more uh, become a new normal. I think the word word vegetarian will disappear. I think we we all will be, or the majority of us will be, uh, uh, going to plant based foods, and then on special moments we allow ourselves to have a piece of meat or we have a piece of fish. I think that change will will happen and will become. A new normal and i think that's a good thing and i think there COVID could really help that we become much more conscious and that we that we choose to fly twice a year to a great location instead of five times a year to a horrible location or a location which is the cheapest airline ticket you could buy and uh, I, so i think the wellness of the guests becomes crucially important so i think offering in hotels and in restaurants should take uh, in consideration much more the fact that people are much smarter than we all think and that they're much more and want to be more aware of what they feed themselves and what they do to the world and what kind of footprint they leave behind uh, when they leave the city or leave the the premises. Do you think that uh, there'll be some a greater emphasis on uh, the materials you might use, the ventilation systems, other sort of practical aspects that really impact on the design? I'm convinced, and I hope so as well, that we will become more conscious about that. And and I hope that people who are investing in hotels do not want to go for the cheapest, but want to go for the best, which will at the end be also the most affordable. If you if you buy a good made chair that lasts for 20 years, it will be cheaper 
than replacing a shitty chair every five years. But the, the initial investment is higher, but on the long term, it's not. So if you look at your maintenance cost, and, and that, that, that I think this is, applies to every single piece of the hotel, I hope in the future people make more wise and conscious decisions than the fast, easy, cheap ones. You could make truly luxurious hotels with beautiful materials which do not ruin our world or which are not made out of artificial crap or do not come for a country, from a country where they don't take human behavior seriously. Um, and I think that consciousness becomes crucial if we want to survive. So, Rob, what about new technology in hotels? How do you think that's going to work? Well, I think technology could become truly important in hospitality uh, as long as it is invisible. And I think there, there things really still go wrong. I think the best technology is when you hide tech. So when the tech is such so comfortable that it almost disappears. And um, Apple started once with a telephone which has just one button. And I still feel that technology in a hotel is still not there yet, that it's just a one button exercise. And so I think in the future, technology should help that the staff is not eliminated from the payroll, but the staff is truly there to give you hospitality and service you and give you a smile on your face. And it's not there to do the administration because that can all be taken over by technology. Um, so so I, w- I believe that the future would be about high tech instead of high tech. But this technology could, of course, help us a lot on, on, on every aspect. If you, if you leave the room and your room is empty, in Citizen M, we now close the curtains automatically and turn off the air conditioning till we feel you arrive back in the hotel and we turn off the, uh, um, the shears again and, and turn the air conditioning back on. And in the meantime, we save a lot of energy and we, 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 have a, we work on a better environment. And because of the closed curtains, the sun has not as, as many power to heat up the room. Um, so all these things we can currently do with technology. And this is just the beginning. There's so much more that we can run and do much more efficient in hotels, but in the background, in the background. So I think if, if technology comes to the forefront and you, you need to read and start reading a full man, manual before you understand how you can sleep in that hotel, people will disappear. You still see so many comments on TripAdvisor where people say, I could not turn off that light. I had to walk around the room to find a plug for my telephone. That should be integrated automatically. And in the future, you don't need a wire anymore. Today, you already don't need a wire anymore. You just put your phone next to your bed and, 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 and the technique will find a way to charge it. So Rob, currently you can't travel, but if you could, where would you like to be most right now? For me, business and private really are blending together. So I probably will take my family with me to Japan. Uh, but the main reason to go to Japan is not only the great food and the, the, the experimental retail that I truly enjoy in Japan, but I would love to visit our W Hotel under construction in Osaka because they, they built through really, really fast and they reached the highest point and I've not been in the construction site yet. So I would love to see that. And we finalized a hotel in Tokyo, uh, which I also have not seen finished yet. So I would love to stay in my own hotel uh, in Tokyo with my family and have a few days nicely in Tokyo, take a fast train to Osaka and wear uh, hard hats and climb into this tower to the, to the top suite and, and imagine how this room will look like in a year from now.
Rob, thank you very much indeed. That's a, a great piece. It's been a pleasure to uh, have you on the podcast series with us. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk a bit about uh, how I think the future should look like. Sleeper 2020, a series of conversations with explorers, artists and thinkers in the world of hospitality experience and design. Laufen Bathroom supplies solutions for commercial projects around the world and are passionate about bringing the very highest user satisfaction for clients, particularly for hospitality and ultimately their guests. Laufen inspires beautiful bathroom solutions. Our modus operandi respect the room for space and offers architects and designers two possible approaches. Firstly, complete bathroom products including wash basins, WCs, faucets, bathtubs and furniture, and secondly, through authentic, customized, bespoke products that integrate flawlessly into architectural concepts. <laughs>